Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you. That's a joyful cacophony of animal and truck sounds that will have listeners beeping and quacking and begging for one more go round. Thanks for joining us. I am so happy we have moved into the world of uh, book descriptions, specifically children's book subscriptions, because I want this show to be a joyful cacophony of animal and truck sounds. That sounds amazing. (laughs) <laughs> also want this to be a joyful cacophony of animal and drug sounds. Beep, beep, quack, quack, friends. Indeed, Welcome. indeed. Welcome to It's a Thing. Oh, jeez. That one's good. We got the music again just to be like, there it is. There we go. There it is. Uh, that, by the way, is from the Little Blue Truck Kindle Edition. Kindle edition. That's funny. <laughs> By Alice Shirtle and Jill McElmurray. Beep, beep. Meet Blue. Which is literally about a truck. Aww. Meet what Blue. do kids love more than a little bit of truck? It's amazing. There are like a Nothing. ton of them, by the way. This is, sometimes I have the, you know, like you get to a certain point in a career that involves media or journalism when a bunch of people start saying, like, oh, you need to write a book, which sounds like H E double toothpicks. Tom does it like every two weeks. I'm not exactly sure how. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually just uh, just about to sign a contract to write a book. So yeah, he just can't. Tom can't stop writing books. I'm like, yeah, that's the conversation I have. Is you need to stop writing books. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, who could ever do that? And then I'm like, wait, maybe I should just do like. First, they wrote Little Blue Truck. Then they have Little Blue Truck leads the way. Yeah. Good night, Little Blue Truck. Time for school, Little Blue Truck. Little Blue Truck makes a friend. Like they're just banging out little blue truck books and they have two of them she literally got a friend to help her write this book i am overthinking the book thing is what i'm saying and i'm not trying to denigrate children's books i'm just saying that once upon a time i had a really good idea for a children's book called um turd in the tub Mm, but then i was like you could there's a whole bunch of them you Mm -hmm. could do yeah poop in the pool Uh uh-huh yeah yeah, in the tub. it's a series. And it, it, that's definitely the one that is also in the like hipster gift shop, right? Yeah, totally. It's, not, it's in both both the Target children's book section and the hipster gift shop. Yeah, it really. I'm trying to remember where I had the dookie. There was a dookie also. In the in den? Something that dookie in the den, mm. maybe. Yeah. yeah. You don't want it to be in the dining room. Anyway, no, welcome don't. to the show. <laughs> I'm sure here with my Valentine, Tom Merritt. Thing. I thought you were going to go the route of, uh, <laughs> hey, thank you, Valentine. I think I think the folks in in our it's a thing audience are our Valentines too. I agree, honestly. Mm. This podcast, this podcast is my Valentine. This is like Yay. the best thing we do every week, and we do it on Wednesday, so we're taping it on Valentine's Day right now, and I am filled with love. 
for all um, of you. Indeed. Uh, and if you'd like to have even more love in your life, uh, my first thing are the books by Sarah J. Moss, <laughs> uh, a, a romantic series, a, a fantasy series that's that's romantic, uh, kind of the the standard bearer for romanticy these days. Uh, mm-hmm. Throne of Glass, uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses uh, is uh, the the two. The two series, and I see them both equally being bandied around. I think, I think a court of throne of uh, a court of thorns and roses is uh, being developed as a series. I'm not <gasps> sure about Throne of Glass, uh, but these are you know, multiple multiple novels. Like Throne of Glass is what seven, I think, uh, mm-hmm. and a court of thorns and roses is only four so far, but it's still kicking. So I am. Ex- extremely excited about this because I literally just discovered this today as the result of an Instagram post uh, that seemed to put it slightly in the category of all of the uh, romance and smut that women are reading these days, Mm -hmm. which by the way, I need to check in on somewhere. Yeah. I mean, and that continues to be a rip roaring thing. Like now I'm seeing videos where there was, there's some guy who reads excerpts from books and he was reading some of them and he's like this is just from that smut y'all are reading and i was like let us live guy but <laughs> i literally saw like a post from a guy who was like this um is directed at sarah j mass and sarah j mass only because i'm not sure how you expect us book boyfriends to perform the things that you've written about in the it's a little and I'm, I'm just anyway um it's this so generation's that's twilight And it caused me to look up all these books and be like, crap, I'm running a country or a company. I can't start these. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) But I want to. You could race through them, I think, fairly fairly expeditiously. Yeah. And just maybe make it like like how I've relegated wine to weekends only. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Wine and Sarah J. Mass. Sarah J. Mass and wine go very well together, I would imagine. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could not have nailed it more. I've seen her recommended over and over like now that i know who she is specifically i'm like oh yeah this other book lady was talking about her and this other Mm -hmm. you know i almost i'm very glad to hear you say this because i almost felt like i was too late uh to this trend but it is it is it is the twilight of now it it is uh the the 50 shades of gray of now Mm -hmm. um you know and and twilight was also fantasy but this is like this is fantasy you know this is like dragons and wizards kind of fantasy not vampires i'm so excited because i watched the wheel of time series and then i started to try to read the books and whoo boy but these seem better so i'm gonna do this instead <laughs> these are different <laughs> i love I'll it i'll definitely give you that but yeah sarah j mouse incredible great find um and uh my i realized that somewhat by accident two of the things that i had in the bullpen were sort of perfect for valentine's day because they're just all about like the love and then i had been wondering if i should do women wanting to buy tiny house communities together to retire in and then i saw of course an instagram post about it today where you know, a woman is talking about being out on a galentine's with her friends and among the conversational topics she's like should we all buy tiny houses together and retire so we can be together forever? And I was like, all right, fine. Now I have to do it because it is officially almost too late. Cause I've been talking about this with my friends for at least half a decade. And there was a New York times piece about it. And there's this sort of like 60 and me thing. Why are more boomer women uh, giving communal living a second look? 
and I just, there is something going on with women basically acknowledging that, uh, a lot of times men die first. I mm. think, I mean, I have been joking for a long time that we yeah. call ours the men die first commune. <laughs> <laughs> well, life expectancy <laughs> stats bear you out. You they know? do. This yeah. is actuarial. Like I'm yep. not being a jerk right now. No. Um, but also I think the New York Times piece was about like six families who got together and bought houses together. Like we don't really, you know, we have, uh, send your parents to a home kind of things. But I think people are thinking, I want something a little bit different from that. And then women in particular are just, I don't know it. Once you hit like 40 and beyond your female friendship groups just get so supportive and caring. And it just, just become, it's a thing. It's a thing for women to want to buy a bunch of tiny. And it's all like, what I like about it is that it's this somewhat specific thing. Like we all want the exact same type of lady communal living, which is like a bunch of tiny houses and then like a lodge in the middle where we mm-hmm. can all go and have like summer camp stuff. Like you could knit over here when everybody could have dinner or not. And, you know, men are welcome. It's just that they die first. So in the end, we'll all be taking care of each other. Men are welcome, but they're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Until they die. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's a thing. uh, This is such a thing. I I mean, this reminds me of the thing you have in your 20s, right? Where you and your group of friends are like, you know, maybe we should just all move out into the the wilds and and you know get a get a house together or we should move to a small town and all live near each other or or alternatively the you know if we're not with each other someday then let's just move in together like the this feels adjacent to all of those like same kind of impulse but yep. With a different arrangement, different purpose, and tiny houses. <laughs> like the tiny <laughs> houses is this brilliant. Uh, it's kind of, that's what really makes it. Yeah, is the tiny houses. <laughs> I don't know if you saw Fargo this season. Huh? I've heard I'm it's going, great. I'm going Should to I... tell this in a way that I, I I I am sure will be non-spoilery to anyone but the most strictest uh, spoil people. But but if you don't <laughs> want to hear anything about this season's Fargo, you might you might want to turn it down for a couple seconds. Uh, there is a scene of a a sort of women's commune in the woods that is kind of what you're talking about. I don't remember if it was tiny houses. Or just cabins, but like, what's really the difference? Kind of uh, same. But there was a lodge in the middle where everybody would go and do crafts and things like that. So it was very oh. similar to what you're talking about. And I'm um, thinking now that the writers of Fargo were picking up on this thing when they wrote totally. that, right? Because yeah. it really has been for a long time. And then I finally, I literally, it's the Holderness family, which they're kind of a sub thing on Instagram. I feel like I'm seeing them really blow up extra. But this this woman did this bit about it. And then I was like, honestly, if I don't do it now, it's going to be too late. And frankly, you know, I mean, there are only so many plots of land that are the right size and also have water, like that have it, all, all the things you need. Yeah. So yeah. not only do I need to bring it up on, it's a thing we probably need to get after it in the land department. Cause like all these bees are looking now, you know, Hawaii <laughs> has a lot of, a lot of places where there were like large, collectives of things that they sell from time to time, like failed uh, resort efforts and and stuff where you could like clear out what's there if you, if you don't want it, but you've got the services, right? You've got the water and the electricity and stuff. Hello. Mm -hmm. Just clip this part out. I don't want to ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great idea. I'm all in on this thing. I love this tiny house communities. This is a good one. This is definitely a good one. It's fun. Uh, I was out to dinner uh, with a friend of mine the other day who was, it was, it was funny. He's like, I bought new plates, but let me explain. Cause 
I had plates. It's not like I didn't have plates, but my the the plates I got were because I really liked these plates that are kind of bowls. Uh, and I wanted to have them at house and I were like, all of us were like, I think I know what you mean. And we started looking it up. It's a thing. And they're called blates plates that are also bowls. So you've got like the raised lip. Oh, I know. So you can have like, like Uh pastas and stuff in there and they don't spill over, but it's still low and flat. So it's not like a soup bowl, you know, where you're digging down into it. Look up plates on Google. Oh, I already did. Come on. I know, right? Okay, so I'm so happy that this has a name and is going to become even more popular because this is the only type of dish that I ever eat on. Like, I don't know if you've seen, I've been posting occasionally when I make vegan dinners, and it's always the exact same set of four wide, shallow bowl plates that I now know have a name. Plates! That I got... From Costco for eleven dollars, and if they and I have like the fanciest set of Heath plate where like actually plates and bowls and real plates and bowls, and I only ever use these four Costco dishes because the plate is the perfect item for food. <laughs> yeah, it is literally the perfect eating dish. Joe Hood is in the Discord. This is one of those things I thought I knew of because of the show <laughs> already. <laughs> It's a plate. We it's just, it has a name now. Blates. We were joking, like, I don't know what oh. it's going to be called. A bowl and a plate. Blate. And then we looked it up. We're like, oh, my God. It's called Blate. Like, that's the and actual name. Don't worry, it's everyone. At, yeah. at it's a thing, uh, dot me slash shop, you'll be able to find some because <laughs> they sell them on Amazon. And we will have oh, a referral link. So yeah. if you're buying your Blates, get them from us. And if you're still having a hard time picturing it, just picture a, a round plate and then put like half the height of a normal bowl lip mm-hmm. around the edge. And then there's different kinds of blades, actually. There's some that are that are slightly different, but that's the most common one. Dude, this is so great. <laughs> Rich is this in is our so Discord typing in all caps. I had thing. pasta on blades tonight. Of course he did, because blades are the only way to eat. Yeah. We we oh, have proto blades. So cool. They're not not exa- they're a little deeper than what I would consider a typical blade, but we eat on mm-hmm. them all the time for the same reason. It's perfect because yeah. you want it to be wide, but also contain your stuff. Mm-hmm. You, but it's you don't want that simple- pasta sauce spilling over the edge of your flat plate, right? Right. And, yeah. But you don't want it so deep that you're like, I can't get, I can't get in down in it. Now my I got stuff on my wrist because I yeah yeah no. <laughs> Your bowls, your bowls might be too deep. <laughs> Tom's like, we're gonna. I, I don't want to have to get the rope some out and over like, here. just start spelunking down into my bowl. <laughs> I'm so happy and I feel so validated. This is incredible, Blates. Blates. Yeah. Aww. All right. Well, I'm I'm going for my second love related item today, and again, oh, this is nice. an accident, but it's a delightful story arc. Uh, I have seen many mentions. As the entire internet turns toward pet content, because everybody got a pet during the pandemic, that's mm-hmm. at least my theory. I've seen a lot of mentions of this soul dog thing. And I have heard these mentions in real life. Like I have a friend who was like, oh, this dog is my soul dog. I've had oh, other like dogs. like soulmate. But Sierra is my soul dog. Yeah, got exactly. It. It's just like soulmate. Mm-hmm. And there are soulmates and soul humans. And people are talking about this all the time. There's even like a little article on a website called gettingadog.com. <laughs> what <laughs> that what, is uh, yeah. What is soul human? 
the soul human is the human on the other end of the connection of, of the soul dog. Okay. Yeah. I so when, it. so, yeah. uh, for example, there will be an Instagram post where this woman is like, uh, you know, I, my boyfriend said he didn't like dogs, but it turns out this mm-hmm. and, or he didn't grow up with dogs, but now it's, it's this dog. So he's this dog soul, soul human. human. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, so, yeah. so uh, it's, a, it's a two way relationship. Sawyer, so when there's a bond that's so strong, Sawyer is Eileen's soul dog. Eileen is Sawyer's soul human. Yeah. Is exactly. how that, how that works. Got it. Yeah. 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 And, and I think it works that way in couples sometimes, or you might, you know, like I have a friend who adopted several senior dogs. So she's had a lot of dogs in the time that I know her because she, when she adopts them, they're already old that I've known her, but there was one that she just is like, that was my soul dog mm-hmm. that yeah. it was just sort of an extra special. And so there's this article that's just like, yeah, it's like some of them are extra in the, how to recognize your soul dog. And they yeah. understand what you're thinking. You have the spirit. Anyway, I like it. It's sort of simultaneously people being a little dramatic, but also, I mean, I kind of get it, you know? Especially as someone who's had multiple dogs, you don't want mm-hmm. to say one is your favorite. So saying they're your soul dog kind of lets dog. you get around that uh, tricky business. Yeah, it yeah. It does a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. like, you. well, you might know a lot of people in your like, life, but you will like, have deeper yeah, connections with You're my with friend, others. but they're my soulmate, right? Yeah, but they're yeah. my soulmate. Right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, totally. I know. So it's kind of sweet. It's sort of a sweet idea. I, I mean, I guess <laughs> maybe one of my two dogs is kind of my soul dog if... Yeah, you may I'm not have found your soul dog yet, too. Who has yeah. a soul dog who isn't, we're in a constant power struggle. Oh, great. Now, now some people are going to get an anxiety of whether they've found their soul dog or not. I know they really are. They're like, oh. I don't know if he's my soul dog. I think he thinks I'm his soul human, but, but I don't I'm think he's my soul, soul dog. <laughs> oh, no. It's, I don't think it's like that. I don't like him Dear, like that. Dear Abby. <laughs> <laughs> My dog thinks I'm his soul human, but I don't, I don't love him like that. <laughs> anyway. Dear Red Hen Files. Now you're going to, yes, Dear Red Hen Files. If you are not a Patreon subscriber and did not hear that in the bonus content, by the way, it turns out the Red Hen Files should never have been bonus content. They are a bona fide thing. Total thing. So, Total thing. I don't uh, know. Go pledge a dollar so you can find out what we're talking about. Ha ha. Ha ha. Uh, another follow-up thing. Uh, in fact, uh, this is uh, a bit of of a uh, of a um, uh, <laughs> damn, oh, there a news item. It's a news item. <laughs> yes, I blew that. Breaking news: Squishmallows has launched a legal fight against Build a Bear. Molly, what are the details? Squishmallows says that Scooshers, a new toy made by Build-A-Bear Workshop, is too similar to its own egg-shaped cushion animal characters. Fur baby about to fly as the two hugely popular plush toy makers square up for a fight over a copyright issue. Did you know that uh, Warren Buffett's from the BBC, uh, the company invests in Squishmallows? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> That's how you know that that is a thing that we probably should not bet against when it comes to build a bear but i yeah. have to say I, ha- I hate to see these two childhood legends go against each other like this like what have we even become well uh we've become a, a nation of laws molly where you can't just blatantly <laughs> rip off a squishmallow and uh and think you can get away with calling it some other cutesy name <laughs> such as a scoosher with a Z. Uh, yeah, Berkshire Hathaway owns, uh, uh, let's see, owns Gat Allegheny, which is the parent company of Jazzwares, which makes the Squishmallow. 
And Jazzwares says that the Scooshers toys are indeed knockoffs of the Squishmallows that has, it has sold since 2017, pointing out that they are also, quote, shaped fanciful renditions of animals with, quote, simplified Asian-style kawaii faces and, quote, velvety velour-like fabric. <laughs> Uh, Your Honor, we would like to submit the definition of of kawaii from a scientist who can legally uh, determine whether something is in fact kawaii or not. The BBC helpfully notes that kawaii is a reference to the Japanese culture of cuteness. Yes. Kion. I mean, this is, I will say, the cutest lawsuit that's ever been filed. Yeah, that adorable little lawsuit. So, so cute. The cutest lawsuit. It's so kawaii. It's just like those squishmallows. How dare you with your squishers? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, if you didn't think squishmallows were a thing when we told you they were, well, this probably isn't going to convince you, but it's more oh, evidence. Yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> uh, let's get to your things sent to feedback at it's a thing dot me. Uh, Peter on new driver plates in Australia. Uh, Peter writes, Dear Tom, Molly, and Rich, in Australia, some states even have speed restrictions for P-plate drivers and riders, such as being limited to 80 kilometers an hour on a road that is 100 kilometers an hour or 110 kilometers an hour for those who are fully licensed. I do not recall an L-plate being required when my father bravely attempted to teach my mother how to drive. Yes, the marriage survived this, or whether they were compulsory for learners when I started to learn. When I started learning seriously with RAC-Q driving school, the car had L permanently displayed front and back. This meant that when I passed the driving test, I was not allowed to then drive the car back to my workplace as I needed to wear P plates to drive. When I later started to learn to ride a motorcycle, I was required to display an L plate rear only. But unlike in Queensland, where I was until age 20 in Victoria, I could ride without being followed by a fully licensed rider as instructor. Holy cow. That's like a lot of rules. I sort of didn't think of Australia as the kind of place that had that many rules. We got no rules here, except when that it comes feels, to L's and P's. Exactly. That feels kind of Canada. And you just really need to follow the rules. <laughs> you really, you really do. I just honestly, I cannot, every time that I see one of those new driver plates now, I only think about Florida and the insurance scam thing. Like that is just yeah. so Carl Heisson. I can't even get over it. Just astonishing. Professor Art wrote in from the Philippines on a style thing. Hello, Molly, Tommy, Richie. This thing has probably been a thing for a few months now, but I just wanted it plugged into the official thing records, if that's a thing. Indeed. <laughs> Coquette style. It's playful. It's flirtatious, but it's not about attracting men, as the dictionary definition of coquette might lead you to think. It's about feeling like you just came from the set of Bridgerton. Lots of lace, lots of ribbons, lots of bows, and especially bow ties. Funny thing about the coquette style is it's not just about the dresses. You can coquette up even your stuff. Tie ribbons and a bow around your Stanley quencher. (laughs) Twirl a lace around your favorite pen or drop lace all over your favorite chair. Love the show. Oh, this is a good one. Thank you, Professor Art. I didn't know. I've seen the ribbons thing, and I didn't know it was called coquette style. I had no idea, and I am embarrassed that we missed this because it looks huge. In fact, there's an article about it from Good Morning America, which means it's huge, from uh, January 17th, 2024. Coquette aesthetic. What is it, and can you wear it at any age? But I'm sorry. Shouldn't we be calling it coquette core? Coquette core seems right. Yeah. I I think let's advance it. Uh, Let's let's upgrade it. it. 
from style mm-hmm. to core. Yeah. Love it. For sure. Okay. Or, yeah. Or you know what? Corquette. I don't know. Co- 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 yeah, it is hard to say. Coquette mm-hmm. core. Coquette yeah. core. Coquette. And has some one. things for us. Uh, hello, Molly, Rich, and Tom. Not sure if it's because of the YouTube content I watch, which is home decor and dermatologist skincare recommendations, <laughs> but I have yeah. noticed a few words that seem to be infiltrating my life. Quiet luxury is mm. everywhere, as is elevate. Don't do the bingo drink game when watching YouTube home reno videos, or you will get very drunk. One example, this paint color will elevate your bedroom to quiet luxury level. Try watching one episode on House of Valentina. I dare you. Nonstop elevate. Decanting also had its moment, and it didn't only include liquids anymore. Emptying a bag of pastas into a beautiful jar was considered decanting. It may already be passed. Not sure. Finally, repairing the skin barrier is also all the rage as seen in the new The Ordinary Soothing and Barrier Support Serum, for instance, or Prequel Barrier Therapy Skin Protectant Cream. Oh, and let's be best friends. <laughs> and these I are great. Love everything in this email. I have definitely seen Quiet Luxury. Mm-hmm. I have definitely seen Elevate, because I'm weirdly like following all the sad beige moms now. Mm-hmm. Uh, repairing the skin barrier, I can't even. It's perfect. Yeah. No, the only one I haven't seen is decanting applied to non-drinks. I'm going to keep my eyes out for that one because I, I bet have, I just didn't notice it. I've seen it, not as often as the others, but I yeah. have seen it. It's a All perfect. Right. This is just a. This is just a winner. Brilliant across stuff, the Anne. board email, and yeah. and deserves a THD for that. I was just thinking that. Thank you for saying it. Sean writes in on this is bold. <gasps> the next Stanley. That's right. That's how fast things move in America what? these days. Hello, Tom and Molly. BuzzFeed thinks that the Stanley Tumblr is on its way out. With the recent Wirecutter article about how it's not spill-proof, I wonder if the lack of functionality will make it less popular. Enter the Owala. My significant other got one as a gift, customized via cry-cut stickers. The Owala is spill-proof with the lid on. It also does not make you choose between high-volume, wide mouth, and a straw. It has both all of the time. It also has a Cotopaxi color block contrast thing going on. I think the Owala is a thing to watch. And they link to a piece in BuzzFeed, Genius Water Bottle Poised to Overthrow Stanley Tumblers in 2024. Mm-hmm. How dare you, sir? Well, well, uh, well phrased, uh, Sean, because it yeah. is a thing to watch, right? I don't think Owala is at thing level yet, but it could get there very soon. Or by not, maybe it'll get overtaken by something else. The hilarious thing about this is when he points out the wire cutter blowing the lid off how the Stanley isn't spilled. Like, like you didn't know people? Well, like, did anyone think that a cup with a straw? Yeah. Would not be spit. It has a straw. There's a hole in it. That's so funny. But, but I, I, I mean, I did have to take like a different water bottle on a trip because I was yeah. like, well, the Stanley can't travel. I don't know, though. I'm not yeah. ready. But Good you know stuff, what? Though. The fact that there's this much of a backlash suggests we are ready to anoint something else. So I think this is a good pin. This is a good is contender. A good yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Sean, for putting this on the radar. Uh, Matt on a bumper sticker evolution. Molly and Tom, thank you for your essential work. <laughs> we do like to think of ourselves <laughs> as essential right. workers. You can't live um, without it. It may be because I live in Portland, but I am seeing these bumper stickers all over the place. Quote, Keep honking. I'm listening to, 
and then a verbose description of a song or album. Uh, so uh, keep honking. I'm listening to Lady Gaga's, you know, first album, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, no, no. I, I clicked on the link, oh, the, you, the example you, he gave us so that I we can get a sense of the detail. Yeah, give keep it to Keep honking. Me. I'm sitting in my car crying to Billy Idol's 1984 hit single, Eyes Without a Face. There you go. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I mean, if this is happening all over Portland, I would like to visit immediately. Even if it's fantastic. a thing in Portland, I think that makes it. Uh, this is this is too good. This is too good. Oh, to not that's be, not be noted. excellent. Well done, Matt. And then Joe Hood wrote in on a new decor trend. Thomas, Molly, hmm. Richard, thank you. I did dry January, but for TikTok, <laughs> <laughs> so I drank all month, but cleared out my algorithm. <laughs> that's funny. That is genius. Uh, when I returned it, when I returned, I was bombarded with a new thing in the home decor area. Forget organizing bookshelves by color. The new thing in decor is bookshelf wealth, where bookshelves are full of books that have been actually read, along with items that have meaning to the homeowner. You may have Star Wars books under your serious business books, which are by your signed football from your favorite CFL team. When I heard about this, I checked online and found an article in Architectural Digest describing it as the first design trend of 2024. And that it isn't just about the books on your shelf, but also a whole house aesthetic. As far as I can tell, it isn't as wild as maximalism, but more lived in than a Marie Kondo tidied up home. And it is the first bookshelf trend that feels like it captures what I already do, which I have to say is what I was thinking. Joe Joe is describing this shelf right here behind me on purpose, right? Because I I have a signed CFL football team. Like, like I feel targeted, Joe. He means you, right? Do you have some Star Wars books right there? Oh yeah, I, I see Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's and then there's, do you have a business book right above that? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a, a law book somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so he means you. So you are already 100 percent on trend for 2024. Like you're done. You but can I stop. Do, it's February. I do have to say, uh, for a long time, this bookshelf has looked like this, and I would get no comments on it. Right. Or if I got a comment, it was like, Oh, what are the books on your bookshelf? In the past year, I've started to have people unironically go, Oh, I love your background. And I'm always like, Oh yeah, it's a little cluttered. I need to clean it up, but this could explain it. Right. It could be like, Oh yeah. He's into that bookshelf wealth trend. Yeah. Or maybe you're it. Maybe you (laughs) are the Genesis. You started it. (laughs) Ground zero for bookshelf. Ground zero for bookshelf wealth. You know what? In the absence of refuting proof, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it to you. Absence of evidence is proof in this case. Exactly. <laughs> Thank, you, Thank you, Joe for Hood. You're saying the best. that so much better. Thank you, Joe Hood. You are the best. All of you are the best. Thank you for listening. Thank you for emailing us. Feedback at it's a thing dot me is where you can email us. You can also support the show directly and frankly keep it on the air at patreon.com slash it's a thing. And those of you who support us at the shout out level get a special, let's call it a little treat, which is a thing, uh, week after week where we shout out your names in the style of whatever our producer Rich has come across that week. This week, it's thing on thing on thing. Mm-hmm. Because we are shouting you out in the style of, well, actually based on actual roomy quotes. Picking up, I like this. I like picking up a thing from uh, from last week and then turning it right uh, right around, turning it right around into the shoutouts. This is good That's work. Right. This is good. This is strong. I love it. All right, here we go. What hurts Morris Jones blesses Valor Trucks. 
Darkness is your Pepe Kevin Dunn. Set your Brian John Forcaro on fire. Seek Gabriel Cohen, who fans your Louis Saint Amour. Become the AB puppy. Take an axe to the James C. Smith wall. Escape! Dance until you shatter Jake Woods. <laughs> the wealth within Lee Price, your Lara Abel, is your kingdom. Wherever Eric Duncan stands, be the soul of that Mike Akins. Look at the moon in Joe Hood, not the one in Benjamin Forrest. The garden of Kevin Sill has no limit except in A.J. Venturella. <laughs> And now we smoke. <laughs> snap, snap, applause. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's oh, those incredible. are good. That, that, that's a good shout that's out. so good. Yeah. That is a really, really good shout out. And Rumi lives yet another week on Instagram. Indeed. <laughs> can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Rumi. Can't stop Rumi. Nope. Not since the 13th century and never again. Thank you for listening to It's a Thing. You can, as I mentioned, become a member of It's a Thing. You get more than just shout outs. Access to our Discord where you can chat along with your friends live during our tapings and an ad-free RSS feed. Patreon.com slash It's a Thing. You can also support the show by buying some things through our affiliate links. Look for them in the show notes or over at our shopping page at itsathing.me slash shop. You can also email us your things to feedback at itsathing.me. Buy your blates. <laughs> Lightning. See you next week. Bye. Bye.